Today is Monday, July 24th. The Yankees have won a series. They finally won a series. They took three out of four from the Mariners. They lost a three-game set to the Minnesota Twins before that. But we're playing well, and we made the big trade everyone is excited about. We got McBroom. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. All right. So we're back. Week in review. Fun week, actually. A lot of really close games, which is exciting. None of them felt like we were dead in the water and dragging and boring. This team has a completely different vibe now. Even though we only four of three, it's not like we dominated the week. It just feels much better. Do you agree? One one of the Minnesota games we were dragging, but we're the last one. Yeah, we're we're back. We're back. Bye bye. All right, so. So we got the big trade. I got I gave my thoughts on the last podcast, but Jake's going to give us his today. We got a couple little things to ease into it that we're going to go through. We had um, Bird chose surgery, which we said is fine, whatever. We'll get we'll just see you next year. But then he came out and said he's going to do everything he can to get back in 2017. Yeah, cool party, man. Let's <laughs> if you're there and you're playing good, sure we'll take you. But if not. It's it's an afterthought. Yeah. It's kind of like the dude who you don't really want at the party, but you don't care if he's there. And he's like, all right, I'll try my best to make it. And it's like, okay, well, you know, do you. Yeah. Because yeah, if, if you're here, cool. We're going to have fun with or without yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Bring, bring a couple beers, dude. I don't care. All right. Um, other dumb, dumb things, but took like Yankee world and even like, beyond just like moms were probably talking about is uh paul o'neill todd frazier wanted paul o'neill's number he wears 21 because he loves paul o'neill that's that's great so he wants the number he said he was going to ask him for the number it makes news all over next day he's like you know what i'm not going to ask him so i got a question for you sure would you care if he wore 21 no because of the circumstances that he described it as if mm-hmm. if it was, oh, I'm I'm coming in. I'm on the Yanks now. I I wear 21. I'm I'm Todd Frazier. I have I have the fourth most homers in the majors since 2014. I'm I'm wearing 21. Then you're like, yeah, no. But as an homage to Paul O'Neill, that's actually kind of cool. But at the same yeah. time, I don't know. Maybe just don't wear it. <laughs> my my first thought was. And a lot of people were pushing for just let him wear it. End the stupid charade. It's not going to get retired. Just let him wear it. Paul O'Neill doesn't care. And I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. Who cares? I don't yeah. like, I really don't care. But then I was like, wait, but he's like a rental. He's going to be here for three months. That's probably why the Yankees said to him, Hey man, if someone takes it, it's going to be a player we sign and they have a future with us. Yeah. So I, again, my meter of caring on this story is like, tinkering 50 50 don't give a fuck if he wore it i would have been fine i think it's funny that he said in an interview i'm gonna ask paul o'neill and then someone up top had to be like hey don't do that man yeah we're not gonna let you (laughs) yeah and then (laughs) it's like okay i'm fine with 29 (laughs) all right that's basically we can go game by game but we can we'll just get into that as we go let's just go into your thoughts on the trade because you mine remain the same yeah i love it Trade's been the popular word around the Yankee for two weeks now. You know, either Sonny Gray or first base, all of that. And then there was some uncertainty when the trade first happened. 
because we we got two really good relievers back, which <laughs> is great news. But there was worry about egos and okay, is Matanz is out of town? I know we talked about that. Was he going to be part of a big trade? And then Cash shut that down. So yeah, we've we've got these crazy power arms coming out of the bullpen, a la Kansas City style. I mean, it sounds ridiculous that we don't really care <laughs> too much about the prospects we gave up, but we've got a glut of players right now, so it's almost it is what it is. Um, Todd, after watching him and in kind of the stats line up, he's starting to seem <laughs> a little less exciting that Todd Frazier's there. But like you and I discussed earlier in the week, having Todd Frazier as a platoon seven eight guy, that's a, that's that's a very good player to have on your team. Yeah, and. Todd Frazier was traded for Clipper. Yeah. He was not the big piece of this trade at all. Yeah. It was basically Canely was, but the, the, the thing you realize as like, I made the podcast last, last week when it went down, I was jittery, super excited. When you come down, I even got more excited because I realized the whole 40 man thing, the pitchers, Clarkin, Tito Polo, ridiculous name. Weren't going to be on our team next year because there's no way we could protect them. So someone yeah. was going to grab them in Rule Five. So we traded Rutherford. We traded Rutherford for two relievers that were going to get Canley for three and a half years and D Rob for a year and a half. Yeah, I can't say enough how much I love that trade. Yeah, and I mean Robertson is. You didn't see his conference. I know you tweeted it out. That was awesome. It's good. Good to be home. Good to have you. Um, and he sounds like if he's. If he's pitching in the sixth inning, if he's pitching in the eighth inning, he doesn't care, which is awesome. Interested to see, man, Conley, or however you say it. I mean, like, you got just electric stuff to watch and stat-wise. A little weirded out by the Troy Hawkins thing, calling him his least favorite teammate ever. But yeah, um, I guess he also was a rookie at the time. Hopefully that was just... Uh, and Latroy Hawkins was like 42 years old on his 15th yeah, team. So, so hopefully that doesn't. If you don't know what we're talking about, Latroy Hawkins was calling a game and they asked him about Canley and he he said worst teammate I ever had. And yeah, someone said you're joking, right? Yeah. On the air, and someone asked, they were like, "You're joking, right?" And he's like, "No, seriously." He's, he's <laughs> one of the most well-liked dude in baseball. <laughs> that was a little worrisome, but um, yeah. They said Canley used to do WWE impressions. And like he was just rowdy as hell. He's probably a young, rowdy, annoying yeah. person. Everything yeah. they say, they try to make Clint out to be. Yeah. So I, I guess my closing thought on the trade is, uh, so Conley, who's essentially the biggest piece, but almost <laughs> viewed as to the general public as the the least important piece we got in that trade. Man, goes back to if, if you're a Yankee fan, count your blessings tonight because it's uh, man, we. We're a little spoiled. If Conley came on to another team with his statistics and his stuff, you're saying, wow, we just got our closer for the next four years. He comes on the Yankees and we're talking about, oh, you know, is he going to be <laughs> sixth, seventh inning, his first game? I know it's a first game thing, but he, he was pitching in, what, the 5-1 Minnesota loss <laughs> while we were down. So I don't know. That's 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 pretty cool, and that, that bullpen looks – Pretty nice. I'm still, Crazy. I'm still team Brad Ham. Go get him. Get a lefty. <laughs> Just not sure we need him anymore. Yeah. Except we don't have a lefty right now because they sent Shreve down and then Caleb Smith. But when with the guys we have, they would own their own inning. And when you own your own inning, you're not getting taken out for a lefty reliever yeah. usually. So True. that 
kind of balances out the need for a lefty reliever, you'd still like one. But then again, David Ortiz isn't in the league anymore. So yeah, and that's that's that, that the Royals model. I mean, that's copy and paste, kind of what we're trying to do a little bit. So yeah. All right, moving on. I mean, well, actually, we saw the bullpen work magic this uh, Marlins Mariner series. I always get those names confused because they're very similar. Sure. Fish. Anyway, you saw him get um, because Caleb Smith went like three innings. Uh, CC went five, and we those guys just came out in different orders each time and dominated. It's yeah. Completely different feel than the bullpen a week ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. How. How 360 has that been? Yeah. Okay. So, should we get into awards or should we go through some other shit that happened this yeah, week? Yeah, let's go through let's the just awards. Just get into award. And the award. See where it takes us. You're going first this week. So, you got okay. your Pride of the Yankee. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. My Pride of the Yankees is Severino. We've talked about how the Yankees haven't won a series forever. Sevy comes out game game 1 and outduels King Felix in Seattle. I mean, that's that's crazy. You if you beat the other team's ace on the road, that's huge. That gives you three games to split the series, or as we saw the Yankees do, they won their first series, took three out of four at a, a very respectable Seattle team. They're, they've got good players. They're having a solid year. They're fighting for the wild cards. So that was, uh, that was, that was huge. A b- bonus fun fact, Severino had the fastest pitch by a starting pitcher recorded this year. So how about that? What was it, 103? Um, I think it was 203. No, I'm not sure, but it's my area code. My telephone number. I could look it up, but yeah, I, that was, that was, that was just a huge. And we were also, we, we talked earlier before that game, how, you know, Girardi was still doing Girardi things with the lineup because of the all-star break, extra innings, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, okay, let's, let's get some normal lineups out there. We've got this bullpen now. Let's like, let's see it in action. And that was the Minnesota series. I totally understand it. We played 43 yeah. innings in in three days. I understand Girardi was like, fuck, I got to get these guys some rest and all this. But game one of the Minnesota series, Sessa gets in trouble. We take the lead in the sixth, and he's just sticks with um, yeah. Caleb Smith. It's like, I know the bullpen. We didn't just pre-trade. We didn't have the arms, but you really would have liked to see Joe go, go and get that one. The second game we win... The third one, Gumby had one bad inning, but the lineup was just asleep. Yeah. So, come, so yeah, come Seattle, regular rest, regular lineup, Sevy outduels King Felix. That just sets you up to, to win a series. <laughs> so Sets the tone. That's mine. After And that's after Sevy went toe-to-toe with, with Sale. Yeah. That was who we faced earlier. So Sevy's the real deal. All right, my pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Is it was Cashman because I love the trade, but Didi just just punched Cashman square in the face and stole the award from him. Didi yeah. in the in these two series, Didi was twelve for twenty six. He hit four sixty one. His on base percentage was five seventeen, and he hit three home runs, two on Sunday. So I mean, yeah. he was the top five hottest week in the MLB, I think. Maybe the third hottest. Some guys had crazy weeks, but... So, got to give it to Didi. Didi is also the... Um, a perpetual finger gun user. No one yeah. likes the finger guns more than Didi. Some people forget. Some people, like, you see them get the hit, get the first base, then they look at the dugout, and then people are doing it to them, so they do it back. Yeah. 
Didi almost does it. As, it's like instead of bat flipping, he's finger gunning down the whole way of the first baseline. God That'd be fun to it. see if they just. Oh, someone early needs to hit a home run. And, early finger hit a home run and just around the bases, just, <laughs> just shooting every outfielder on the team. Walk off finger guns. Oh man, that's a yeah. Fight. Why don't they do that's that? Got to be coming down like. That's, that's, that's a fight. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's you're getting beamed the next time. So mine's Didi. All right, you got our uh, Yankee motherfucker. You Yankee motherfucker. My mother fluffer. Shout out to my dog Noodle. Tanaka. It's it's tough. I, I I don't know. It's it's more of a big picture. I mean, the Yanks. Just everything we just said. The lineup's back, and it's it's mean when you've got a guy like Todd Frazier towards the bottom of the order, and you know, again, I have a lot of mixed feelings about Chase Headley, but Chase Headley, well, at, he's, Chase he's Headley, doing great. Chase Headley in a, in the nine hole is, I mean, a, a lot of teams he would be a five six kind of guy. So the lineups there, the bullpens there. Now, some else we talked about. I mean, the rotation. You know, Sevy's been bringing it. Um, <laughs> You know, I think CC's going to have a lot of these five, six inning games, which apparently he doesn't like. But I think that's I think that's going to be CC's wheelhouse. Um, yeah, I think CC's going to be good at managing that. And I, I know this is still hopeful. And I, I forget I looked at the 538 statistics on it. Yankees are still like 50 percent to make the playoffs. That's a whole nother topic. But if we start talking playoff rotation, if Tanaka's ERA is in the fives right now, he's got a. Yeah, he's, but it, he's it's turn tough around. to say that when his bad starts were that bad. Like, there's some yeah. statistics term for outliers and, like, weird shit. It's not like – like, when you have four games where you gave up eight earned runs, there's your ERA is not going to be good. So I'm not really saying – I'm just saying it's a harsh judge for ERA. Like, his ERA is in five, but he did have five good starts up to this point. Yeah, but his I, ERA won't be good. He could be good there here on out. His ERA is going to be bad. If that's makes sense. I, I I think it's almost okay. Guys are going to turn around. I know one of one of your most hated Manny Machado. He had he had kind of a bad first half, but he's he's already lighting it up. And by the end of the year in baseball, your numbers usually level themselves out. So I think everyone kind of thought Tanaka would come out. Or maybe I just did. I thought Tanaka would come out dealing and, you know, post all star break be eight and two with a two five ERA. But I guess yeah. that's me, me being a little spoiled. But hey, he's Tanaka. He's this dude's supposed to be the ace, so Yeah, that's true. I mean he's not he's not the ace. He, at this point, the thoughts on Tanaka are don't blow it, not go get it. Yeah. So. Your last the past couple of years when he was on the hill, you'd say, Okay, this is our either stopper day or get a streak going. Now it's like you're saying, what are we going to get? So that's my yeah. mother fluffer. Mother fluffer. My motherfucker. And uh, it was hard to find one. And then I just went with the crowd. Hive mind. Ellsbury, get off the team, man. Just <laughs> just say y- you don't want the money. Just leave. He's now our pinch runner. Yeah. Today, Girardi said Clint's going to play over Ellsbury. Yesterday he said that. And Clint has definitely deserved to play over Ellsbury. Yeah. Ellsbury's contract's going to be impossible to get rid of. But when Hicks comes back and they have to send Clint down, because it seems like that's what they have to do. Because me and you said they're not going to trade Guardy. It's going to be hard to trade Hicks off. And I don't think they want to do that either. It just sucks how much money they're paying Ellsbury. 
Yeah. He's got to be around. I mean, that's – and, you know, I joked about it last week in the awards segment, but – because he's <laughs> – he kind of is a great fourth outfielder, but he's making <laughs> top salary in the league. I, I don't know. They'd, they'd have to eat probably three quarters of his contract to move him. I'm I'm starting to wonder Hicks just because, man, Hicks Hicks isn't on a bad contract. He's got a lot of talent. If if he could net you the arms or a starting pitcher arm or something like that, I think you're open to it. But I I don't know. It's it's tough. Like you said, hopefully hopefully Ellsbury just quits. But yeah, just quit. Otherwise, you can take Hicks and just rehab him until you only lose Clint for. A week, you know, because when they, they expand the rosters, he'll be right back up. Yeah, and I, the, the MLB, I think it's – has Hicks already started rehabbing? No, I don't even think he started. Oh, really? Maybe like baseball activities. Okay. Because I, I think it's something like when you play your first minor league game as a field player, you have 20 days because otherwise you're just milking it. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that plays out, yeah. All right. Your next award? My next award. Um, so it's <laughs> – it, it's an homage to last week and kind of <laughs> good segue. The uh, the I think I found a role that I'll be great at on this team, but I'm making ten mo- ten million dollars per year too much, and that's Chase Headley. Um, <laughs> I think with the addition of um, and the Yankees lineup coming to form, and I touched upon it earlier with Chase Headley, Chase Headley lower in the or- order as a <laughs> platoon corner infielder. I mean that's. That's 10 out of 10 for that position. Chase Headley checks all the boxes, but we're still very much paying him like a starting third baseman in his prime. So we'll see. He's, again, I, I think, I he think has, that's. He has that's, been good though. Oh yeah. And I'm, again, when flashback a couple of years ago when it was Bird, A-Rod and Headley giving it hell out there, that was a tough couple nights, but down in the lineup, uh, that's a definite weapon. And that's the other thing of no, from the trade, I will say, is that, uh, man, you know, Girardi, we talk about him kind of being an NL manager. He likes to use all his guys, this, that, and the other. I mean, he's he's starting to get a team that he, he can have a lot of fun with, with lefty-righty matchups, with the, with the now six outfielders we have, and, you know, a couple guys that can play the corners and stuff like that. So, that's, yeah. there's my award. Lineup-wise, it's super fun to plug these guys in one through nine. Yeah, definitely. All right, my first award goes to best birthday performance. Goes to the big man, CC Sabathia, turned 37, five innings, one earned run, and just gets it done. There's something special about watching old man CC grind through these games, get men on base, and just he has completely learned how to pitch, which he was really good. Obviously, he was fantastic beforehand, but watching him induce double plays when he has to get strikeouts when he has to it is a lot of fun. So much emotion out there. Five innings. Joe's like, Hey, we got the bullpen now. CC. That's all we need from you. Which I think, I think is a smart move by Joe. Save him. He's old. He's old and out of shape. Save his arm. If he gives you five good ones, yeah. and the bullpen's rested, get the pen in there, get it done. And I'll, I'll take that every night from CC. Yeah. And I think, you, you know, CC stormed off the mound the other night, but I, I think he's going to come to love this. If he's just got to get through a lineup, twice-ish <laughs> save his arm a little bit he uh I, I think he's gonna come around and be a be a happy man happy birthday yeah and Gosh, i think Charles. i think there's no one in the clubhouse that judges themselves harder than cc in uh the way of did i help the team 
I don't yeah. think CC gives a fuck about his personal stats or accolades. I, he just wants to be part of this team and help. And that I just get that from watching him. So just a, a fan. I love his team. <laughs> All right, your next award. Uh, my next award. I, <laughs> I I was going with a silly title, and then it got <laughs> got a little weird on me. Um, <laughs> so the optimism turns to realism award. <laughs> um, and it uh, any guess? I know that's a weird title. It's Clint. No, I, 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 I see where you're going with that. No, I went uh Garrett Cooper. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, just think about it. Garrett Cooper gets the call. You just got traded to be the first baseman of the Yankees. You got this young core that's, you know, fighting for the playoffs, and you just went from AAA to the majors, and now you're going to be a part of this team. You, <laughs> Hey, here's first base, son. Get out there. Um, and that <laughs> – and you know he went out in the Red Sox series, which is brutal. Your your first series, like that's 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 almost unfair. But he's he starts swinging the stick a little bit. He's got a nice double swing. That's um, what we said. It does not look like a home run swing at all, but it looks like a gap power swing. No, looks looks gap to gap. I mean, it looks it looks nice when it's when it's working. But um, kind of had this realization today that with Todd Frazier and Headley both <laughs> both kind of being able to play first and third. And we even mentioned it earlier when we were talking about the Clint Frazier situation that, you know, we got to keep this guy on the team somehow. I, you know, I was like, they might even send down Cooper. I know you, again, have an out, have about six outfielders if you count Matt Holiday. I don't count. But, uh, yeah, I know. But um, I mean, even Holiday played a couple games at first, so I I don't know. I, I've got a bad feeling that uh, optimism turned to realism, that Garrett Cooper is now going to be fighting for at bats and might even end up in the minors before the end of the season and not the not the young power hitting first baseman of the hope for of the future that we were hopeful for last week. Yeah, I mean he's still young though. He, I think he's still going to compete for the first baseman job next year. I think it's well unless they make a move right now it's Bird, Headley and Cooper are three options at first base and hope one of them right. grabs it. It's your second award, Jim. My second award goes to uh getting out of the mud award. Dylan Patances out of the mud. Nice. Seventh appearance in a row without an earned run. He was in four games this week, and he only walked one batter. No hit by pitches. Dylan's bringing it together. He's still not having clean, perfect innings. I'm not sure he ever did, but he looks sharp. He's throwing strikes, and I hope that was just a bad week and a half, and we move forward completely from that mess. And I think... I think Dallin, he's a little bit of a mush brain. He's softy. I, I don't think he's – I think he's a little bit of a head case. And now that he's surrounded by guys and he doesn't have to feel like one of the guys, you know, like last year he had Miller and Chapman behind him. I think he, I think he puts yeah. too much pressure on him when he feels like, oh, this is, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm the bullpen. Well, he's not the bullpen. He's a part of the bullpen now, and I think that's going to help his brain because I think he's a softy. I like that. All right, so awards are done. I really wanted to give a uh, spark plug award to Gardy because, like you said, with Seve, when Seve went head-to-head with Felix, it was still a tie game, and Gardy hits that home run off a premier pitcher, like we're saying, and then we go on the win game one. It's kind of like, all right, let's go win now. Yeah. So I wanted to give a spark plug to Gardy. Didn't get it, though, so don't accept spark plug, Gardner. You did not. Pulse of the team. You did not win it. He is our pulse, though. I truly believe that. All right, questions from listeners. I got a question. Questions from listeners. Let's see. We got one here. 
Can this new bullpen make games five to six innings long, go D-Rob Chapman, 8-9, and Kane Lee Batances before that, assuming they pitch their potential? Basically, should Girardi treat the pen how he did the beginning of last year with when we add all three? Yeah. It's an option. What excites me more is if we do it right, we'll never have to re- – okay, so beginning of the year. We got two games in a row, Batances and then Chapman go 8-9. That next game, we were going Clippard Warren 8-9. Our options when that happens, when our pitcher goes six innings and we use three, well, now we have three the next day that are fresh. Yeah. Now, Joe has said Chapman's always going to get the ninth, which may change. He might be a little more liberal to do the rest. Um, Uh, I'm not on that. Leave Chapman. I don't mind, but I'm saying if, if he goes two days in a row, you don't need to force a third. Oh, yeah, that's that's fair. So, yeah, they can shorten a game like we saw with um, with Caleb Smith not going long. We brought in Green, we brought in Robertson, we brought in Batances, brought in Chapman. We got, like, five innings out of everyone, so that that is awesome. I think the rest part is better. Like, we can have three, and then the next day, three fresh. Yeah. If we, if we ever have this crew in a playoff series, it's – that's a lot. That's a lot of nice stuff to think about. Yeah, I mean, just go back and watch when the Royals won the World Series. It was it was stupid. It it was silly. If they had the lead after five innings, you felt the game was over. Yeah. Because um, they were just going power arm after power arm, and if everyone besides the closer can let their ego down, and you get the eighth one night, you get the sixth one night. It's an incredible system. I'm still firm on having the closer, especially when the closer is Chapman, who's the best in the game when he's doing it right. Yep. Um, Oh, Boston, we have Kimbrel. Shut up. (laughs) All right, next thing. How satisfying is it? And this is from Five is Magic Five. He's asked before. How satisfying is it to see Clippard traded away and then he promptly gives up a walk-off win to the Royals? He just gave up another one. Um, His first – the second one, not totally on him. He was inherited runners, but he gave up a double that ended up the walk-off RBI. The first one, he came in for the White Sox, gave up a single, a single, walked the guy, then gave up a sack fly to lose it. Listen, feelings aside, having Clippert out of the pen is amazing. You said earlier in the show, we have power arms now. I ranted and raved about this on the trade episode. I don't want guys like Clippert in the back of my pen. I want power arms. That's kind of the turn baseball is now. So it's satisfying. Uh, to have him gone, it's not satisfying to have him blow games for the White Sox. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with Tyler Clifford pitching well. Yeah, um, I don't is, want him to blow games just, for them. It's funny. It's a chuckle. Like ah, yeah, tough on your heart watching him throw high changeups. So yeah, no, I mean, I I wish the guy the best, but and I'm like like we just said with the Tances, I'm I'm a firm believer that every reliever in the season is going to have a bad week to two weeks yeah it's a slump um so i was i was really hoping clippard was that and then it went past that and it was like oh okay <laughs> all right you're you're out of town <laughs> you hey clip you're gone all right what chips would the yankees receive for gardner if he were to be traded he's a great fielder but seeing him hit against lefties is hard i've gotten a lot there's so much gardner hate going on the internet right now and it's solely because these are the reasons people are hating Gardner. Ellsbury can't be moved. They want Clint to have a spot. So that makes people hate Gardner. He has a low batting average this year. 
but that that doesn't take away that he's having the most productive year of his career. He just tied his highest home runs. He's second on the team in runs created. The organization loves him. So I, I don't think they're trading Gardner, and I don't want them to. Yeah, this is – and I, I knew it was a hot topic with the Yankees, but it, now this is sounding like a topic. I mean, when Hicks is back, something's got to give, and I I don't know. That's I – I, I feel like that's going to become a Cashman-Girardi thing if they – if Girardi says, give me my best players on the field, and they're like, oh, well, we got to send down Clint Frazier. I mean, that's, I don't know. Situ- situation could get ugly. Well, but um, to answer your question, what would Gardner return? I don't I don't even know. Do you know? You like GMing a little. I don't like playing GM that much. What would Brett Gardner return? Um, you know, it obviously matters to the team. I mean, you've got a quality top-of-the-order guy that's – Good lefty back, good you know, gold glove winner. Um, and you and you know, you, if we traded him this year, he's under contract for another year. I don't like that question. I don't even love. I don't. I don't even love Gardner. You're get you're getting a good. You get a good prospect, or you get a decent bullpen arm or something. I mean, you're or a back of the end starter if that's what the Yanks wanted. But I, at that point, I don't know. You're you're risking losing losing chemistry of the team. I mean, he's. How long has he been on the Yanks now? 11 years, I think. Over a decade? Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're going to give up an 11-year Yankee who's your leadoff hitter. Having a career um, year. <laughs> having having a career year just to get like a fourth or fifth starter, that's that's not a good look. Yeah. Okay. Even with the baby Yanks. So, yeah. All right. Next question from John Ferraro. Ferraro. Okay, uh, David Cohn threw the last perfect game no-hitter for the Yankees 18 years ago. Which of our current starters would you like to see throw the next, and why? I'd like to see all of them do it. Good answer. If it was, be- I'd like to see Cece do it, um, just for my heartstrings. Yeah, Cece, obvious answer. Because there's picturing big Cece sweating out there. And unfortunately, it would be one of those... And you hate to compare it because his arm fell off after, but the Johan Santana one where if, if CeCe's doing a complete game to the it's got to be about 130 pitches. It's like um, the Kevin it, Costner perfect game yeah, for the love of the they, game. I mean, the, the stadium, if it was at the stadium, the place would be going nuts. Yeah, you, you got to say CC or like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's CC. Yeah. I'd say one of the young guys, but not even. Yeah. Like, that wouldn't, that wouldn't come throwing. close to pulling my heartstrings. I'd, I'd be like, awesome, CeCe, I would cry. If Montgomery, yeah, if Montgomery had one going, you'd be like, okay, man. Yeah, do you. in your coverage. Yeah, CeCe, stop everything. All right. From uh, Salcedo. Perfect trade would be if we sign a controllable starter like Gray or Cole and a rental first baseman like Alonzo. Kind of just a topic. Yeah, it would. I don't even need Alonzo because we'd have to give up. I don't want to give up anything for a rental besides Clippard for Frazier. Yeah. We looked into trades the other day. I don't know. Should I stop referencing stuff we've talked about? We we were looking around the league and looking at some of the deadline guys. Sonny Gray makes sense on a certain level. Um, no, I think you know, Sonny Gray makes a lot of sense. It depends what you give up. And well, I mean, they're asking you know, for – the next question is, do you think we can and will make a move for Sonny Gray? So we'll just talk Sonny Gray right now. I mean, just just think about it. If we, you know, you, you hope it's not the thought process. And by the way, if I if I had a final thought today, it's I, it, 
but Cashman's a great GM. I'll dig up some some of the other stats and stuff, but trust Cash, um, dude. Tr- trust in Cash. You know what if they're saying, hey, we got a, you know, we've got a log jam. You know, oh, we could get Sonny Gray for Clint Frazier. That's tough. That's that's, that's what they want, good... and I don't want that. So I'm just clicking. Yeah. I'm clicking my heels together until the trade deadline, hoping that Cashman can work his magic and somehow turn Sonny Gray into a Yankee for anyone besides Clint and Glaber Torres. If, if, yeah. if Jorge Mateo highlights the deal for Sonny Gray for next, we get Sonny Gray for the next three and a half years. I'm all for it. I don't know if cash can do it, but Billy Bean's been swindled before. He's not the GM. The public thinks he is. So we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm not optimistic on it. And yeah, kind of like you, I'm, I'm almost over Alonzo. At, at this point, I'm fine with Chase um, Headley being our ninth hitter and hitting 280 without any power. Yeah, we uh, 270. Yeah, I mean, we're we're already got a corner infielders and outfielders glut. Yeah. All right. So next question and last question: Should the Yanks trade for you, Darvish? And my answer to that is absolutely no. I don't want a rental. I want to go get you in free agency. Yeah. Um, you Darvish, and he's got his boy uh, coming across the ocean next year. Otani, Otani playing both ways. Him, uh, him Darvish and Tanaka partnering up in NYC. Sushi, we'll sushi, see, sushi. That happens. Imagine if Tanaka, yeah. Tanaka, Darvish, and Otani are all in the um, rotation. You think the Latin players would get jealous of? Yeah. You know, there's too much sushi. <laughs> I don't see CC complaining about it. Um, CC's a Captain Crunch guy. Yeah, CC's CC's a lot of stuff. Um, no, the the only rental that stuck out as a potential game changer, someone you wouldn't have to pay too much for, and could potentially not mess with cap stuff, was uh, Johnny Cueto. He's got you know Johnny Cueto's pitched a lot of big games. The, the Giants are out of it in a tough NLS this year. He's a fun dude to watch play, and he's very good. The only problem is he has an opt-out after this year. I think it's like three years at $30 million a year. So probably keeps that. <laughs> um, so I, I don't even know if you can negotiate something like that in a trade. <laughs> hey, Cueto, if we get you, you have to opt out. That sounds like a player union nightmare. So. Yeah, meet, meet me at the ninth at nine. Yeah, no. The, the only rentals would be – I've, I've mentioned Trevor Cahill is on the Padres. He he might get moved if, if they did go for him and Brad Hand, which I think would be a lot of fun. Cahill makes sense um, just because we need a guy to eat innings. Like we just saw Caleb Smith, Sessa, they both lasted three and a half innings or whatever the hell it was. We can't keep doing and, that. You can, Every fifth day you can't have yeah. to unload your bullpen. So if we don't find a dude, I think they Chance Adams will get a shot. But if we don't find a dude who can give us innings – every five days, then we're fucked. So Cahill might make sense. Cash, if if I had to guess, he's going to make a move for a Cahill type person. Just back-end guy, one one medium prospect. It is what it is, and if if you can get a few decent starts down the stretch from it, it's kind of worthwhile. If if we have any advanced advanced stats geeks out there, not that this is an advanced stat, but 
you know, there's a, a big thing they look at nowadays is the third time through the lineup. That's why the bullpen's gotten so much more popular and all that stuff. Um, I I haven't gotten full into the research yet, but I'm sure there's got to be a couple starters out there that first, second time, they're <laughs> good, and then third time they get less. We could get one of those guys who, if, if we can eliminate those numbers, I, that, that would be win-win. <laughs> yeah. There, there you go, Cashman. Let me know. Go to the internet, type in, find me a pitcher who sucks in the fifth and sixth inning, but the first four is lights out. <laughs> Gumby. Yeah. Gumby, uh... Next, we're going on to around the around the world. Is it around the world? We got Matsui. The fantasy baseball. I, I told you all about this. Got Matsui. Got Matsui. All right, so this is interesting. Guys who just had good... Good weeks, weird weeks. Arenado went crazy. So he's the first. Arenado had a three-home run day. First player to have three home runs. No, he's like the fifth player ever to have three home runs in one game, hit for the cycle in one game, and hit a walk-off in the same season. It's pretty neat. Arenado's an absolute setup. Arizona opened up the game with three solo homers off Scherzer. Did you see those? Um, I didn't see them. Um heard about it scherzer i would not want to be by him in the dugout after that inning yeah guy's a lunatic and then jonathan shoop for the orioles had a crazy week he had a hit a run and an rbi in six out of the seven days of the week today he did not get an rbi i think but he did go like three for five overall in the week he hit four three three four thirty three Eight runs, three home runs, and 16 RBIs. The bad news is that was probably the same exact as every single Baltimore Orioles starting pitcher line. They're bad. Dylan Bundy got lit up again today. They're really bad at pitching the baseball. This new segment Jake's going to present to us called Abandoned Yankees. Abandoned Yankees, yeah. uh, We're talking about some different segments, and it's especially with a lot of trades and stuff going on around the league, and I, (laughs) I got to watch this live. Uh, I saw our buddy Boone Logan um, pitching for San Francisco, and uh, he's out there twirling it. <laughs> and he, he lets a pitch go, finishes his follow-through, takes a step, and then falls falls on a knee to the ground. And you're like, whoa, that's... My arm! My arm! They're, say, they're, they're saying, I mean, your first thought with the pitcher is you're saying, you know, Tommy John. You're saying it's it's the elbow. He took a weird second step, so they were saying maybe it's his hip, maybe it's his hamstring. I, I thought but his arm came out of the when, he, Yeah, when he took that next step, so then the next motion, he's got the arm out of the socket wiggle going. So you're like, what just happened to Boone? Turned out it's a strained lat. So get better, Boone. And we, we don't wish you ill. The other the other note on here that we touched upon earlier was Clippard. Um, yeah, I What's what's gonna happen with him? Is he gonna get like DFA? I mean, does he'll finish? He'll finish <laughs> out. They with just the... want it. it's it's more worth it for them to just let him <laughs> let him out there twice a week and whatever happens happens. Yeah, the White the White Sox yeah, don't care about losing. I guess right so. Now. I'll uh, I'll let you talk about your boy uh, CC. Chris Carter signed with the A's. Gonna have to go to yeah. some games now. Uh, signed with the A's <laughs> to a minor league contract, which makes you think they're just gonna try and trade Alonzo and bring Carter up as a first baseman once they trade Alonzo. Yeah, makes sense. Phelps got traded to the Mariners, did well against us. Phelps got moxie, just looks like yeah. an angry little... Mm. You've always been a Phelps guy. 
Yeah, I didn't. I liked Phelps. I also loved Cervelli, who had a monster week, hit four fifty eight this week. Cervelli is a little spark plug. The the Jorge Posada interview with himself twenty years ago or whatever it was on uh the Players Tribune. Great, good read, and uh, nice shout outs to Cervelli in there if you're if you're looking for a couple minutes to kill at work. <laughs> yeah, Posada wrote about his career, and then at the end he touched on mentoring Cervelli. All right, so that's all. So then, yeah, uh, it was nice. It was nice. Going to look forward to next week. Next week we open up with two games. Next week, two games versus the Reds. We got Gumby going against Luis Castillo, not the Mets second baseman who dropped the ball, but uh, another pitcher who we've never faced. And uh, then we got Sevy going against Homer Bailey, so not the same as going against Chris Sale or King Felix. But is but is Bailey their best pitcher? The Reds? No. He was at one point. Is he in now? No. He's no. They um. Bailey's only got six starts this year, so he's been hurt. Um. Currently eight five six ERA. Also six starts this year. Um. Three eight six. So it. I mean, looks like that the uh. He's forty three strikeouts in thirty five innings. So, well, looks like Castillo's got some stuff. Um. Hopefully tee off of Bailey. I um. Man, I was I was looking at some of the red stats. They're uh. Man, their their lineup's pretty tough. Um, they uh, you know, first thought was Votto, and then just from from being a fantasy guy, um, I was thinking about uh, Schiebler, because I know he's been hitting a lot of gopher balls this year. Um, but dude, they've got a couple guys. Uh, Duvall in left field, he's got 20 homers, 65 RBIs. Scooter Jeanette's put together a full year, uh, 17 homers, 57 RBIs, 314. And then uh, Cozart, <laughs> Zach Cozart's put a huge free agency year together as the shortstop. Uh, he was at the All-Star game, 406 OBP, 319. Uh, a lot of those, the, the names that I was mentioning, are lefty-righty, lefty-righty. So um, good good, good test for the Yanks' arms. Uh, hopefully the bats, the bats should have some pitches to hit. Yeah, that's the Reds. Um, they started off hot, but they don't really have the pitching. Last we played them earlier in the year, and actually they hit us well. Tanaka gave up four runs, not a terrible game, but we won it. And then CC gave up five in like the second inning, and since the third inning of that Reds game is when CC figured it out and hasn't looked back. Besides his one post DL start, he's had like a one something mm-hmm. ERA. So it was that the Reds when CC figured it out. Tanaka didn't do great, but we got we didn't see the two guys they're throwing. They didn't see the two guys we're throwing, so it should be good. And then four games set against the Rays, which will actually be a really good test because they're right behind us in the standings. They've been doing well. Man. And I don't know who's going to pitch now, if it's going to be Caleb Lewis, if it's going to be Luis Sessa, Chance Adams, or if uh, the trade deadline's right around the Rays series, so we may have another guy in our hands. Yeah, I'm um... – almost a little nervous for the Rays. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens in Cincinnati. It's looking like Gumby versus Castillo, that first game, that's that's going to be a little bit of a toss-up. Again, it's kind of if, if Gumby can get to that fifth or sixth, you'd like to think we're good. We'll see. Seve versus Bailey, you're, you're thinking you're going to get that game. But, again, we'll see. The Rays, though, I mean, Chris Archer still still brings it. Oda Rizzi. But kind of – Chris what Archer versus CC is a fun matchup. That's that's what I was just about to say. That that first game is, uh, you know, 
the Seattle series. If, if the Yanks get that first game, you say, okay, you know, we took out Archer. We, we took out Archer. and I was saying it's a fun matchup because you got uh, a tall, fat black guy versus a short, skinny well, black yeah, guy. That's, <laughs> that, that is me. Um, I, <laughs> I was comparing it to if we win that game, that that changed the complexion of the, the entire series. Yep. Um, Hopefully we win two versus which, the Reds before we get there. All right, another new thing we're going to do real quickly, trivia. So I've got trivia. We're going to present it to you guys. The first one to tweet the correct answer wins. We'll send you a, a, a Jake Sucks business card if you feel like sharing your address with us. Maybe maybe another extra little something, too. Maybe a little surprise, a little something. All right, so I was looking at errors this year. Tim Anderson, the White Sox shortstop, has 22 errors already, which led the American League – all of last season, 22, and he's added at the halfway point. So I went through the Yankees' errors. So I have two ways to present this, Jake. Should I give them a question that's a positive note or a negative note? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the positive guy. But... All right, all right. So since 1996, the dynasty, that's when my Yankees' knowledge starts, basically. Since 1996, 21 seasons, how many seasons did we have – where no player got more than 20 errors. Hmm. So no one got over no one. 19 errors was the highest. If at all, it got that high. How many of the 21 seasons from 96 to now was that you just call those good defensive seasons all around. I'm guessing the other way I was going to spin it was how many players have had more than 20 since 96. Maybe both open it up. All right. So, Tweet us the answer if you think you know it. How many years out of 21 seasons have the Yankees not had a, a single player with 20 errors or more? And in that same time time span, how many players, single players, had more than 20? If you don't understand what I just said, hit the 15-second back button like three times and figure it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to digest that. All right, and then we got Jake's fun fact. Fun fact, yeah. I mean, I, I gave you guys a little bonus fun fact earlier with the Severino fastest pitch as a starter. I obviously didn't have the speed because that's too much information. Um, but fun fact, only two New Jersey born players have gotten hits for the Yankees. And they are? With, with, with Todd Frazier joining the boys this week. Of course, the captain, number two, Derek Sanderson, Jita. Jita, Jita, Jita. They never said the Sanderson, though. They as in Bob. All right. Who's, who's, uh, what's Didi's real name? Didi? Yeah, you know it. Uh, I'm, I actually might be blanking right now. I, I, I do know it. I'm blanking. His dad's nickname also Didi. His brother's nickname also Didi. His name is, uh, Mary Elkson. Mary Elkson. Mary Elkson Julius Gregorius. Julius Gregorius, like he should have just went by Julius. Yeah, dude, him, CC, you got there's some names. Oh, I just put it together, um, like yesterday that we have a CC and DD on our team. Yeah, but because DD isn't DD, right? I never in my brain we need a BB, Blake Bortles, Merrickson, Blake Bortles, Merrickson, Julius. Mer wow. It's Morel. It's really hard to pronounce. It's not Merrickson. It's Merrickson. I don't know. All right, that's the show today. Uh, 
if you if you like it, if you like us, which oh, last week um, a lot of people listened and just be real earnest with you guys makes me real happy. A lot yeah. of pe- some people left reviews. A lot of people have really nice things to say in the DMs and the re- replies and the reviews on the podcast app. I appreciate it. Makes my day every time I read something. Uh, there's actually a lot more nice people out there than mean people, which is the fucking internet. So you'd never, you never see that one coming. Uh, but yeah. I appreciate it. So go ahead and subscribe to us. Tell your parents to subscribe. Tell your grandma to subscribe. They won't even understand it. They'll just, when you're at a party, yeah. just take everyone's phone. That's a Yankees fan. Subscribe, review. If you don't know what to write, just write Jake sucks. Five stars. And that's all. Go Yanks. Go Yanks. All right. We'll see you next week or sometime in between. Maybe we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Let's go. Yanks!